When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Good news, everyone. Several years ago, I tried to log on to AOL, and it just went through. We're online. This is Tech Talk Radio, the show that talks about computers, technology, and the internet. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Welcome well, to another episode. Yeah, it's good Good to see you again. I know you, uh, uh. you got some new toys, tech toys. Oh, which, well, I've, uh, got, I've got one new tech toy. Yeah. Huh? yeah which it's we, not mine. Oh, wait, so you don't get to keep it? I don't get to keep it, So what are you, you going to do when you like have totally grown attached to it and it comes time to get rid of it? Probably go buy my own. <laughs> so I was telling my neighbor, yeah. um, I was asking him, I was like, hey, what are you doing for dinner? And he was like, well, I'm actually going to go meet with some friends. And he's like, why? What are you up to? And I'm like, well, absolutely nothing. Because, you know, again, my wife and child are in Japan and Great. I'm just living the bachelor life. You know, I usually cry myself to sleep at night. And- <laughs> Munch how, on, wait, me, munch on they, pizza bites. How much longer are they in Japan? Uh, two more weeks after this. Yeah, hey. I mean, it's only actually three more weeks. Yeah, they come back on the 13th. And how much weight have you gained since they've been gone? Mm, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. No, wait, so why aren't you like going out to the movies? Uh, well, we're going to do a movie tomorrow. Me and my buddy, the guy that I was yeah. just talking about. We're going to go see Galaxy, or Guardians of the Galaxy 2 tomorrow. Oh, you haven't seen that yet? No, oh, I haven't seen okay, it yet. Yeah, good. and I, did, I I wanted to go, but Misa Misa wasn't even into Guardians One. Right. I tried to watch it with her, and she fell asleep in the first ten minutes. Yeah, as it's an acquired taste, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but there, didn't kinda, you tell her there's like baby Groot in this this new one? Yeah, yeah, I told her, but she's like, I don't know who Groot is, and I'm like, <laughs> well, if you'd watch the first movie. <laughs> You know, um, but in the meantime, he was like, well, I'm going to be busy this weekend. Do you want to borrow my Nintendo Switch? Oh, no. Are you kidding me? And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, your Nintendo Switch? You know, for those who don't know, the Nintendo Switch, that's the new console that just came out. It's It's not even a console. Well, it is. It's like a big tablet. (laughs) Well, it looks like a tablet. Yeah, the screen is huge. It's a a handheld gaming device that can Mm -hmm. be taken on the go. Or you can just dock it on. They have a docking station that comes with it. Oh, uh, you don't have to pay extra for it. it I comes didn't even with know it. that. Um, the docking station, you just you just slide the unit into the docking station, and immediately, boom, your game picks up right where you left off on the TV. All right, so hold on for a second. Oh, I've seen the switch, and imagine a tablet, and on each side of it is the yeah. controller, so you can play. Yeah, and you're holding on to the edge of the. You're not on the screen. You're actually on the controller. So what yeah. happens though when you dock it? Can those do those get removed? No. Yes, you remove those uh, if you want to play the controllers. However, you can actually buy a what they call a pro controller, which looks more uh, similar to like an Xbox or a PlayStation controller, and then that will just use uh, wireless to to the Switch itself. So you can take the Switch, you just dock it into this station, and immediately. It will show up on your TV screen and you can play the game there. Or, you know, let's say you're playing on your TV with the Switch, with uh-huh. a controller, right. and you're like, oh, I got to go. You just walk up, remove the Switch from the docking station without even powering it down. You just remove it from the docking station and immediately takes over on the screen on, on the, the screen handheld. Itself. So that on way you could, you could be driving to where you're going and playing the game. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't suggest driving and playing. Maybe being a passenger that might be better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's really nice. And then also, what's really cool is it does have a kickstand. So oh, again, cool. you have a controller on the left and the right, and you can remove both controllers. You can kick out the kickstand, and then you can hand a controller to somebody else, and you can both play because both controllers are identical. Um, right. They're just reversed. Uh, in terms of the buttons where the buttons are located. So you just basically give the controller to somebody else, and now all of a sudden you can be playing a two-player game on a handheld device. Oh, no, that's cool. With the screen sitting in front of you. So you can play Mario Kart. You can play Super Smash Brothers. Um, you know, whatever it is. Nintendo is, is very well known for having some amazing quality games. Yeah, but they're, they're, so, also, they're also well known for putting stuff out and not supporting it uh, as yeah. like game titles. And I've heard that's been one of the things with the Switch is getting the game titles that will run on that. Is that well? That is true. Into? Yes, the, the Nintendo is very well known for uh, having less than stellar launch titles um, or quantity of launch titles. Right now, I think there's like six or seven games total for the launch. Whereas if you compare it to like the Xbox One or the PlayStation Four, I mean, you've had you had. 30 or 40 launch titles, you right. know, so you don't have a lot of games to choose from at launch. However, with that being said, the quality of the games that they did release at launch are fantastic. The graphics are really good. I mean, they're very similar to uh, an Xbox One or or a PlayStation 4. Obviously, they're nice. really not that powerful. I mean, you're talking about a tiny little handheld device compared to a big you know, unit that is like the Xbox One or whatever. Right. So obviously those units, like the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, those will do more. I mean, they'll do more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, the, the power behind those is way more. But for what it's worth and what it can do, the Switch can hold its own in terms of certain games. But the quality of the game itself, uh, uh, Zelda, the new Zelda that just came out with it, Breath of the Wild. Right. So it's really on an SD card? They, it's, it's, like, it's basically, it looks like an SD card. It's a little bit of like an SD card. Is that um, how they sell it? Yeah, wow, it sells it like a, a I don't know if you can hear yeah. the clicking of it, but that's me tapping on it. So it has a little bit of a Nintendo, the classic Nintendo cartridge feel to it because <laughs> there's rattling inside of the cartridge. <laughs> right. That but, is funny. Um, my buddy was telling me, he goes, look, I, I've been a Nintendo fanboy my whole life. This is my buddy talking. He goes, but this, this Zelda... He said is probably the best Zelda they've ever made. So even though they don't have a lot of titles to choose from, I've heard that this Zelda is by far going to get you hooked. And he was like, tell me tonight. He's like, after you get done with your show, right. I want you to play Zelda. And I want you to text me later and tell me how much sleep you're going to miss tonight because of this game. He said it's so addictive. And really? it's such a good game. It's like uh, Skyrim meets Oblivion meets Zelda meets... <laughs> Like all kind, and he's just—he's like it's, it's amazing. So well, I'm actually looking forward to playing it tonight. Now we talk about uh, connectivity, and I'm, I'm wondering. Okay, so for the the parents out there that are listening, thinking, you know, my kid's been asking for the Switch, uh, graduation, yeah, good luck finding it, birthdays, yeah, and that's that's one of the things that's been hard to find. What, what about connectivity? Is there Wi-Fi on it? And oh, absolutely. Is there yeah, a browser? Uh, I don't know about browser. I think there is actually, but I know it's Wi-Fi. There's no Ethernet. Jack, obviously it's a handheld. Yeah, it's pretty and I thin. Looked, and, and I looked at the docking station. There's no Ethernet as well. So it does have Wi-Fi, though. I know that for a fact because uh, my buddy uh, Chandler uh, has downloaded games from the Nintendo that's, App Store. That's what I wanted to know, yeah. Yeah, so there is definitely online connectivity. There's uh, To add friends, you basically have a friend code. 
right. it's a little bit different. I don't know if you tried adding friends with like the Nintendo Wii, where it's oh. like this yeah, forty-five long digit, you know, forty-five digit that was long awful. Uh, friend code. Yeah, this one it's not quite as bad. There's there's alphanumeric uh, uh, friend codes, and I think it's like twelve digits. So yeah, it still kind of sucks to have to type in like twelve different digits, but that's how Nintendo adds friends to your list, and then you can play with your friends. Right. Um, do you have a me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not created anything. Wait, can, I, I can you get, on. Do you do I, them? I wonder, can you connect? I don't know. I don't know if there's Mii's on here. Now, Mii's are not. like those personal avatars that were yeah. on the Wii uh, back in the day. Yeah, they were kind of silly, but I don't know. I haven't actually even turned it on yet, to be honest. Oh, wow. Uh, All let's right. turn it on real quick here and see All what right. it looks like. You know, and I'm kind of wondering, too, uh, for those people out there that, that are thinking about... It's touchscreen, by the way. Oh, no, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, just a reminder, do not eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's not good. But I, <laughs> what? What are you talking? All right, about? so let me ask you: When you came, you came over to the house, uh, over the house when we were in uh, the other studio, and I remember it's uh, before we got the show oh, rolling the again. PlayStation Vita. You remember you brought the Vita, and you <laughs> yeah. were raving about the Vita. This oh is my the, god! I almost went out and bought one. Yeah. Um, but from what you've heard, this is, blows away the the PlayStation kind of handheld type of thing, right? Well, I mean, again, it kind of goes on the same lines is that um, it didn't seem like PlayStation supported the Vita very well. I mean, it, it kind of was like this bastard child uh, that they released and they just kind of hoped it took on its life of its own when it really didn't. Whereas Nintendo, this is their bread and butter. This is the new console for them. This is it. I mean, if they right. fail with the Switch, I'm pretty sure Nintendo's done. I'm pretty sure that eventually if this fails... I can foresee that either Sony or Microsoft will purchase the Nintendo IP and then it'll be, you know, Xbox Mario or well, Sony PlayStation Mario. Well, I kind of want, isn't this one of those? Kind of like Sega did. Well, in this one of the situations we talked about uh, about a year ago when, you know, Yahoo was in play and we talked, we were trying to think, well, why has Yahoo got value? Where, where is the yeah. value? And then, but then when you break it down, Yahoo, say, in Japan is enormous. That's what everybody uses. You know, sure. That's, that's, and Nintendo is also that's what I'm wondering. in Japan as well. I mean, just same with Sony. I mean, you look at like Microsoft, Xbox in Japan, very rarely do you find it. Yeah. However, you find PlayStation and Nintendo everywhere. Right. But the thing is, is Japan is just one country. And yes, it's the most populous. No, not not most populous. Has the most populous city in the world. Right. Uh, in terms of, you know, just sheer population. But that's just one. Now you look at uh the population of the united states i mean what we're looking at what 320 million in the united states yeah we get give or take a few give or take a few million <laughs> um whereas tokyo japan alone i think has like 35 million which yeah. is by far the larger than any other city in america um you know it is the most populous city but that's just that that's it that's that's basically it i mean yeah, yeah you've got other cities in japan but nothing like tokyo so they can't just hedge their bets on just Tokyo. They need to hedge their bets worldwide. And, right. and, and America is definitely a major player in this. So I'm hoping that Nintendo can come through and pull this one out and create another console that was just as successful, if not more, than the Wii. Right. The Wii was wildly successful. It really was. And a lot of people were using it of all ages. Yeah. I mean, I of remember. Of all ages. You remember when the Wii came out? Um, People were taking it to senior centers, and they were yep. taking it to, you know, uh, Using retirement it for homes. Exercise, yeah, for and people for, to get exercise. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, it became like a, you know, it was easy to use, easy to coordinate. The only thing is, you know, you didn't throw the remote. That was it. But since yeah. then, it's like 
an announcement here, the handheld there. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still really ticked off at Nintendo for what they did with the Classic because I wanted to get one. And then, yeah. boom, it seemed like this was... I was like, this is great. This is tapping into that market that's, you know, 40 plus plus that remembers playing, you know, the the Nintendo and they love it and then they take it off the shelves. I've got two words for you. Yeah. Retro pie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that is. That's the website where you can play them, right? No. No? That's that's a Raspberry Pi. And I've talked about Raspberry Pi before. It's $35 for the computer. Right. It's a small little handheld. It's about the size of a credit card you can find uh, those at sws and pretty much at anywhere sure or you can yeah. just buy it straight from the raspberry pi and, and pi is spelled p-i not p-i-e right uh raspberry pi uh you get a raspberry pi you uh-huh. download the image for called retro pi and you can then download uh, if you find it which i personally haven't even looked i know they're out there obviously but i've never looked but you can download roms right which are basically bit for bit images of games from the classic Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Nintendo 64, all those. And so you can have a Raspberry Pi that plays thousands of games. Remember uh, Arcos? We used to talk about Arcos all the time. A-R-C-H-O-S. It's a French company. Mm-hmm. I had the Arcos, and I had ROMs on there. Yeah. And it was great. It was so much fun because I could play Donkey Kong and, and Pac-Man and all of that stuff. So yeah. that's a great idea, Raspberry Pi. Yeah, the Retro Pi is 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 an amazing uh, thing that they've released. I think within the past like year, year and a half or so. But right. if you're if you're itching to play old school games, I would highly suggest looking up you know Retro Pi. And and again, it's Retro Pi. Right. And now, just type that into Google. You'll find it. There's step by step instructions on what you need to do and how to get it. And then you're kind of on your own to find the ROMs, the games, yeah. but they're not that hard to find. No. You got to be careful where you get them from. Just like exactly. anything. Just like anything. Yeah. You got to be careful where you're getting them from because you can find places that are not legit and they end up getting viruses and stuff. But uh, for the most part, it's 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 not that hard to find the right ROMs. I do know there are websites, too. Uh, there's a lot of websites. Yeah, fact, I, think, I think Atari has it where you can go to their website and you actually play games online. With, you know, you get a, they have some that you can play for free. Yeah, and I think that's you the can, only way people are going to play Atari games anymore. Uh, online yeah yeah i mean on the website because then nobody's gonna go out and buy an atari or anything like that i mean see that's what's wrong with society it's so outdated i mean my first console ever was a texas instruments right. uh i don't remember the model but it was a texas instruments and it had these paddles the, the controllers but it had like a spinning wheel on it that you could like turn oh, back yeah. and forth to the right or left and that was how you played it so you could play pong or whatever but that was my very first console and after that um, I had the I got the Nintendo. Classic. I had the Intellivision uh, from Mattel. Remember that? Uh, I've heard about the Intellivision. I think the Texas Instruments was like the competitor to the right. Intellivision. It had Frogger. It had you know it had some fun yeah. games, baseball. And my kid would just always just beat me totally at baseball. And then uh, you let him beat you? No, I, I, he was so good at it. How so, old was I, he at the time? Uh, probably ten. Okay, maybe nine or ten. And okay. then uh, and then we got a um, we got the uh, Nintendo. That did the, um, let's see, it had uh, Super Mario Brothers. And then yeah, somebody. So that was Nintendo yeah, Classic. Yeah. yeah. And then, no, no, no. The step up, the next one. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the, the name Super of it. Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo. We had the Super oh, okay. Nintendo. Well, and then, Super Mario Brothers came out for. No, actually, it didn't. You're right. Yeah. And it, 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 somebody broke into our house and stole it. So the desire to replace it was like, no, I don't think yeah, so. You gotta yeah. let it go. Here, pl- start playing on the PC, kid. So yeah. that's how it worked. And then I didn't know it. I, I thought he was playing games. No, he's writing code 
<laughs> yeah, he's making his own games. Absolutely. No, I mean, I love PC gaming. He was playing Duke Nukem when I told him not to. Yeah. No, I, I love PC games. PC is honestly uh, f- far better than any console out there. You do get a really good, a lot of, you know, really good stuff from consoles that you can't get on PC. But for the most part, I can pretty much find anything I want to do on a PC game right now. And we were talking before the show. I'm really into Overwatch, which is a game. Right. It's it's kind of a, a first person shooter, but it's more of a cartoon style shooter. Right. Um, I've been playing with this with my buddy who lives in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, we actually play probably well now that Mesa's gone. I'm it's pretty much like five times a week we're <laughs> playing. Um, his wife hates me, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but we've been playing that, and that's a lot of fun too. But yeah, PC games. That's where I'm going. But I, I'm 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 really interested in trying out the Switch tonight to see what it can offer. And yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe I'll end up buying one once they become available because you can't what, find now, them anywhere. What is the suggested on it? Do you know? Uh, two fifty. So that's not bad for something yeah. you could carry around. It's, it's cheaper and... than the Xbox One or, or PlayStation Four by I think it's by about fifty bucks. Yeah, right. Now, how about the device itself? The, if you drop it, is it going to shatter? Does oh it, God, does yeah. it feel like a tablet? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's very thick and it's it's actually it's heavier than what it looks like it should be. I mean, it looks like it should be really light. And I, when I say that, it's not heavy. It's just heavier than what you think it would be for such a small device, right? Because it's got a lot of power packed into it, and in fact, there's actually three exhaust ports for the for the graphics card on right below the main port. Sorry, yeah, I mean Star Wars reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's like literally exhaust ports on here because the graphics wow. uh, card that's built in with it needs you know to get heat. And there's a lot of buttons on here. I don't well, even know what all these do. You know, that's that's the next question too. You mentioned power. Uh, it probably has a lot of processing power, but how much power can you get? If you're sitting somewhere and maybe you go to you're gonna fly somewhere and you're you know or waiting for your car to be fixed and you pull out the switch you start playing how much uh, how much time are you gonna be able to play with it any idea I know you just got it you're just gonna start going through it how much battery life are you gonna get on it you know I don't know uh, that's that is a good question I do not know how much battery life is on it um, I'll find out and I'll report back next week actually but uh, you know what what's nice about that is that in that situation where you're sitting there and all of a sudden you got to go. You can just press the power button one time. It'll put it into standby. Even if like you're right in the middle of a race in Mario right. Kart, it'll put it into standby. So the moment you turn it back on, boom, you're back racing again. So if, if this is a win, uh, like a win for Nintendo and they are able to meet the demand and they get more of these units out, what next for them? Do you hmm. think they'll find ways to add to this? Like integrate a phone? Uh, oh, you know. interesting. No, I, you know, I don't. I haven't even thought about that. That's yeah, actually a very good question. I don't know. I mean, I think they might just continue with this and try to expand on it as long and ride the wave as long as they can. Because, I mean, that's the thing is people like, you know, they're console gamers. They like to have the console. But then when they leave the house, they're like, well, I can't play my games because it's on a console. Right. So this is why they did this, I believe, is because now you can play in your home while it's docked or you can take it on the road with you and play it on the road. Right. So nice. I, I don't know. We'll see. All right, cool. I like that. I got something new in uh, this past week. Yep. uh, We're going to show it on television on Monday. Actually, the segment uh, for TV is going to be all about traveling, summer drives, long trips. And we tend to do this like every other year. We'll break it down. Uh, In the past, we've looked at Cobra uh, with their dash cams. Although I have a Cobra dash cam. I, I, you know, I went online, I went to their website and um, I don't, I was a little disappointed their skew of their their dash cams is kind of reduced a bit. Hmm. And it seemed to me like, are they sticking with this? Is this something that they're... I mean, the, the last webcam they came out with 
we did look at. Now, I want to say, I don't remember the model number, but it has a rear camera that you hook onto the rear uh, window. Sure, yeah. So when you're driving, you can capture split screen. No, 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 no. I think the last model we looked at, at least I, from what I remember, it had it was a dash cam that mounted on your windshield, but it had a camera that looked back. Yeah, well, this it one didn't. Yeah, this one you so could actually, a new one. You could pl- Yeah, you could hook it to oh, the back okay. window. Okay, so okay. you have- that's what I want. I want some because if I want somebody rear, if no, I don't want. If somebody rear ends <laughs> me, I want to be able to capture that on camera. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, your, your neck is hurting from you know whiplash. Going, ha ha, I got gotcha. you. That's the last thing you think about. However, sure. it is something good to know that you've got a view of what's going on behind you. Yeah, so that, I, that would be actually cool. Well, I kind of, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, well, you know, we featured them quite a bit. So uh, I actually reached out to Garmin, and Garmin makes uh, dash cams as well as, you know, they got the... the that, Garmin's you know, got a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, as well as, of course, having the navigation systems, but they actually have a, a series of dash cams out now that are actually pretty impressive and <laughs> getting pretty good reviews, not priced too bad. Uh, so we're gonna get. We're not gonna be able to take a road trip with because they're like in such demand. The guy says, "Yeah, I'll send you one for TV, but can you send it back on Wednesday?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, okay. like, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to test this out? I guess I turn it on, hook it up, drive around the block. Okay, it works. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> Hopefully, the, you don't get an accident during that time. You see, the test that I want to put them through is honestly, or for people who don't know this, you know, we're in the desert. It gets. Hundred and oh I, I yeah, hundred one, hundred two degrees. You close up that car. You leave oh, your dash cam in. You get up in. to like hundred and fifty easily. Yeah. So I wanted to because my honestly my Cobra and I talked to Chris about this last time we talked to him. Split. I mean, it actually the battery separated from the unit, and it it will stay on for like a couple of like maybe a couple of minutes and then shut off with the battery. Yeah, and that's that is a a big piece of. Uh, uh, a big a big thing that tech companies need to look into when they're releasing a new product is how does this operate in extreme temperatures yeah. like like uh, uh you know in the dead of summer in Tucson Arizona or the dead of winter up in Nome Alaska exactly now, how does this operate and i you know i don't know and I, I would love to be able to do that just keep it in the car like right now we've got another device which i'll tell you about coming up in just a bit uh, that's in the car, and I'm worried. I keep that. I'm going to drive down the road, and it's going to blow up in my face. Well, this I actually do... happened to a friend of mine with a GoPro. A GoPro? Wow. She geez. had a GoPro, and it was mounted, and it caught on fire. It just, it just caught on fire. Boom. Uh, it was being pl- charged in her car but s- when it still, happened. Yeah. But uh, she showed I mean, me a well, picture well, of it. I'm like, oh, that's Charging will introduce more heat into the product, I mean, right. obviously. But now, m- me, I have a Cobra dash cam. Which, now, which one? Have... You have the 855? 955. 955, okay. Um, I have the 955, and then I also have the Cobra uh, radar detector. Yeah. But it's great. I love it. I, I use it every single day. Right. And I notice, the only thing that I notice about mine is if I keep my car parked outside on a hot day, and again, I live in Denver, so it doesn't get that hot. I mean, it gets like 90 degrees in the summer, right. maybe 95, um, which will still make it to like 120, 130 in the car. I'll notice that sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes I get in my car and my dash cam and my radar detector have fallen off of the windshield. <laughs> the suction cups give way. So the suction just, cups are just, failing, not the devices. Yeah, not the device. <laughs> the suction cup just fails and the thing goes and it hits and it falls on the ground. Um, so I have to do that. And it also happens in the dead of winter. If it's very cold outside, right. I'll have the same problem where the, the suction cups just fail. So if... If anything, if I have to fault them for anything, it'd be the quality of the suction cups. Otherwise, 
the, the the products themselves are absolutely amazing. That's cool. I like that. Well, we'll see how we'll see how the Garmin gets in. They're overnighting it to us. We're going to show it on TV on Monday, and then I'll, I'm looking forward to it. I'll package it up and send it back on Wednesday. <laughs> I'll take a drive can, with it. Can, I mean, yeah, just no, tell them. Can I just kind of just deliver it to you personally? Like, just drive back with it. Hey, they are. In the, I think they're on the East Coast. That'd be great. Well, hey, there you yeah. go. Road trip. Road trip. Always like that. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We'll have more of Tech Talk Radio. We'll tell you what I've added to the car. Be part of that segment. Uh, and a big, sad announcement for gamers. Uh-oh. Uh, you know, we're on the subject of games. Many gamers are, are just sad. They waited. They waited. They waited. They're going to have to wait longer. Yep. <laughs> we'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Andy Taylor. Thank you for being here. And I know Justin's going to have his fun with the uh, Switch. You're going to tell us about the next week. Sure. You know, yeah, something along that line. Yeah, um, I'll have a couple days with it. Like I said, he, t- he told me, he's like, just get it back to me for, uh, before Tuesday. So I get to have it over the weekend and, and whatnot. And uh, we'll nice. see what happens. All right. Well, a lot of gamers were disappointed this week because, you know, yeah. when, when a title comes out that's part of a game that has a huge following. And it's, Shoot. And it's oh. not, and it's not, we're not talking about like Call of Duty. We're not talking uh, Battlefield. No, not that huge. You know, well, I mean, those are huge, but they put out games every, what, every, like, a year. Every year. Every year. Every year there's a different title. And uh, I, from what I understand, I think it's Call of Duty saw the success of Battlefield. Uh, what is it? The last Battlefield, which went back to World War II. Or World, World War One. World yeah. War One. It's called. It's actually the the latest game in the Battlefield series is actually called Battlefield One, which is right. which is kind of misleading because you think, well, this is the first Battlefield game. Why do I want one when I can get four? Well, actually, Battlefield Four is like know, five stuff. six years old. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield One is a reference to this was the first war. So it goes back to battle. It goes back to world war one and everybody loved it. Everybody said the gameplay was great. Um, Most of the people I talked to. Well, it was until, until uh, EA uh, came out with a bunch of updates to it and they've really just ruined. Oh, the game. wow. You're kidding me. Yeah. It's they, 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 there's a thing called net code, which is like, it's a, it's a computer speak for basically when you go to fire your weapon at uh, an opponent, right? That's, again, you're on, you're playing against real people. Um, there's this algorithm that happens in the back servers that allows the server to detect whether or not your gun fired a bullet and was able to hit that person. You oh, know, wow. so it's all server code, right. and they released an update to it that just completely destroyed it. There are so many videos online of people that are like point blank emptying an entire <laughs> clip into somebody or a magazine. And they're they're emptying an entire magazine to somebody point blank and yeah. no damage, no damage. <laughs> well, the they're brownings like, weren't you... that bad, were they? <laughs> oh God, it is completely ruined the game. I have not played it for months now because it has completely ruined the game. Now, uh, was it was it just a, a farce, or is uh, Call of Duty coming out with the the same type of game going back to World War Two? Well, Call of Duty for for to you know to, to mention this that Call of Duty did do a World War II game multiple times. Yeah, I mean, I think the original Call of Duty I think it was was World War II. Right. So they're going back to it. So they tried to go futuristic and it failed miserably. Now they're trying to go back to World War II, go back to their roots. But honestly, I've given up on Call of Duty because uh, it's the same freaking game every single time. Right. 
with just a couple new maps. That's it. It's the same game. Oh, wow. Well, that's kind of a shame. Because I, yeah. I enjoyed playing uh, Call of Duty. And well, I, know I enjoy playing it, but it's not something I want to play for a long time because it's, it's just, it gets boring. They were going to do the, um, the redo of one of their biggest uh, Call of Duty titles. Remember that? They were going to redo the graphics and everything. and the Yeah, map. and then people come out and they're like, wait, I just I paid for this game already. Why do I have to pay for something that's just a little bit more polished on the graphics? It's exactly. stupid. So, but um, no, but going back to the game you talked about, this right. is actually a game by a very famous developer. Right. The developer that actually came out with Grand Theft Auto. Oh, really? Now, we, we know Grand Theft Auto has been a massive success <laughs> across the board. I played I played GTA when it was uh, top-down. Top-down, yeah. I, I mean, I, ha- <clears throat> I think I still have that somewhere. Yeah, I played it when I originally played it. It was a top-down bird's-eye view, and then they came out with Grand Theft Auto 3, and then San Andreas, or no, Vice City, Vice City. then San Andreas, right. and then they came out with Grand Theft Auto 4, then 5. I have the um, most recent one. I have, I have 5 as well. Right. I have not finished 5, um, but... We're not talking about Grand Theft Auto here. We're actually talking about another game that Rockstar did that actually was, I think the original one was developed by Rockstar San Diego. Right. Which is a division of Rockstar that's based in San Diego. And the title is, go ahead. Red Dead Redemption. But they were, they were going to, they were going to do the sequel to it, right? Red yes. Redemption. Red, part two? <laughs> part two. I, I guess. I don't know. Or Red, Redder Deader Redemptioner. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to call it, but Red Dead Redemption is a, old western style it's kind of like gta right. like grand theft auto but it takes place in the old west yeah. where you're a cowboy on a horse you don't and get to drive the around graphics, a lamborghini yeah no you drive around a horse right around a horse the graphics are just simply phenomenal amazing yes yeah they put and a, the storyline is amazing that's what really makes the game now i've never played i'll be honest with you, i've never played red dead redemption i the last game that i completed now again you know i play a lot of games yeah I always play a game for a little bit. I get bored. I stop playing it. Right. Red Dead Redemption was the last game that I completed to 100% because it was so amazing. The storyline, the voice acting, everything about that game was absolutely phenomenal. And you get the the old West feel too, right? You know, well, you know they had Sam Elliott in it. I, I'm pretty sure they had Sam Elliott as me. one of the voice. I think so. Gary Chuck like that. The, the guy, you know, core. Carry me whole beef. It's what's for dinner. Um, I he's, think he's, got was, a, he's got a new movie that I've got to see. Yeah, the hero. Yeah, right? I've got yeah. to see that. Yeah, yeah. It looks really um, good. I, I think it was Sam Elliott in there. Right. I can't even spell it. One of the voices. Redemption. <laughs> Sam Elliott. All right. Let's see. Was Does he say he's one of the voices? Uh, yeah. Wow, really? Nice. Yeah, it says he's one of the voices. Now, he's not listed in the credits. Right. But there's nobody else that could this really be, it says. <laughs> oh, and then the guy goes, it's Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Sam Elliott was in Red Dead Redemption because he has the most cowboy voice of all time. Oh, yeah. No, there's nobody else better. Yeah. You so. know, everybody knows who Sam Elliott is, even if you don't know who Sam Elliott is. Right. You've heard the cores, you right. know that, or or like I said, beef. It's what's for dinner. He played that uh, guy. He was in Frankie and Grace, uh, the show on Netflix. He played the unnamed uh, bar patron in Big Lebowski. That's right. That's correct. That's correct. You know, he sat at the bar. Oh, and he come was on, in Roadhouse. Dude. Yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah, and Roadhouse as yeah. well. Yeah. But I mean, he's played in so many parts. But yeah, that new movie he's coming out, The Hero. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, Red Dead Redemption Two. We digress. We digress. Uh, they, they were going to put this mo- this uh, game out, 
Uh, it was going to come out this fall. They started. Yeah. They wet everybody's appetites by saying, "Hey, here's some screenshots from the game." And it I, looks so beautiful. Everybody's like, "This this can't be. This is a film. This just looks too good." Yeah, yeah. I saw people of all ages excited about this this you know this game, uh, and then just announced this was past week that um, for some reasons unknown, you know, maybe a, a gamer because it. How cool is it when they put out games? They have a they have people that play these games. That's what their job is, to play the games and look for bugs. Yep. And maybe they found a bug. I'm not sure. Or it could be that they looked and saw what is the entertainment cycle that's going to be happening around release time, what else is going to be out. I mean, they have to marketing-wise, you have to look at all that. So for some reason, they're holding it till spring of next year. You know what? And I am not upset. Because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, my God. I, I, I know my a lot game. of people are upset. Well, they're upset, but the thing is, is if you would hold a game, that means, look, guys, it's not ready. And Rockstar, Rockstar has never released a game that is bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They've had so a really Rockstar good So when Rockstar says, look, guys, this is not ready. Right. You got to understand that they want to release the best product, especially that it's especially. it's especially, <laughs> sorry, especially, especially <laughs> that it is Red Dead Redemption. All right. Trying to follow up on the last one is amazing. Now, look at Grand Theft Auto. They don't release a new Grand Theft Auto every year. They, it takes them like five years right. to release a new one. The music has to be good. Everything has to be good. Everything has to be yep. perfect. They release fantastic games. Now, who is the uh, the age range for, for the parents listening out there that, you know, right now you're shaking your heads going, I don't get it. Uh, who is this game going to be geared mm. at? Is it, would you I say wouldn't. this is the, the gamer that's played Red Dead Redemption? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say this is definitely not geared towards children. No. Um, there is gratuitous violence in right. it. Um, so I would say I would say 15 years old and up. All right. At least. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I know that we, we have listeners uh, like in Green Valley mm-hmm. that like to play games. But I mean, and but they get all into it. But we're talking like simulator games. You know, that's been big. And oh, farming simulator? Well, I love that you game. know what really upsets me is they've not put out a good flight simulator. Yes, they do. Wait, who who X-Plane. has plane? Now see, people have mentioned X Plane, but to me, whenever I see an ad for it, it looks like spam. No. no. X Plane. I have X Plane. It's great. I really? mean the quality of it. Oh my god. I the yeah. only only flight sim I have is the uh, old version of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh the gosh. last one that they came get, out with. Get X Flight, dude. Really? Seriously. That's right. great. Does it allow you to do control tower talk? Absolutely. And na- you know, navigation, all Everything. of that? Everything. Absolutely. Okay. There you go. Everything. For those yeah. folks that play the flight, flight sims. But they, but they got the full setup. They have the Thrustmaster, you know, flight controller. Sure. They have well, the throttle. They have the rudder pedals. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. It helps. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I'm looking forward to about retiring. I am looking forward to being able to then justify the setup. Where I have the foot pedals, that I can drive driving games and sitting in a car. <laughs> Nobody will let me on the road. You know, I actually had a buddy that actually went out, and he loves he loves playing a uh, 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 Euro Truck Simulator, which is like a, a, a semi truck simulator game. Okay, and he actually went out to the junkyard and actually got a a. A dashboard from a real semi truck. <laughs> he did not. Yes, he did. And then he wired up all the gauges into like a USB device of some sort. Right. And was able to then 
interface that with the game so he can look down at real gauges and determine his speed and he can hit his blinker. Wait, the game can give that kind of information? Yes, yes. Oh, now that's Euro pretty Truck neat. Simulator is pretty cool. So he's got this massive setup on his desk with three monitors that are all spanned across it so he can right. basically view and he's got this big old semi-truck wheel and he can actually drive a semi-truck just like you would in a real life. Now, we, we've, had, we've had listeners ask us this question before about doing the multiple monitors. Sure. And, and is this something that can be done? And do you have? Does the game have to support it? Obviously, yes. Well, yeah, the game has yeah. to support multiple monitors. Absolutely. Um, most games nowadays will. I mean, if you're playing a a first person view game, right. if you will, uh, that is the type of game that will support multiple monitors. If you're playing like Tetris, and eh, ain't gonna support multiple monitors. <laughs> you don't need it. No, you don't need multiple <laughs> monitors. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something like uh, Euro Truck Simulator, or you know, Grand Theft Auto, or Red Dead Redemption. Right. They'll support multiple monitors. I want them to uh, put out a version of Interstate 76 again. That was fun because that was cool. It was music from the 70s, mm. and it was a you know kind of a driving game, but uh, it kind of disappeared. And then the other one, what is that one with the hillbillies? Do you remember that one? Remember oh. it was uh, it was uh, they were hillbillies and they were like they throw dynamite, and then oh uh, gosh, not they had yes. the, the guy that was uh, he was in uh, Blazing Saddles. Um, he had a goofy face. And he was the voice of the characters in the game, but they were the just total. It was something rampage. Oh, um, redneck rampage! Redneck rampage! That's yes, what yes, yes. Redneck rampage. Yeah, they need to they need to put that one out again. Yeah, absolutely, that would be a lot of fun. I'm wondering if any of these are available on Steam. You never know. You check it out. Uh, Steampowered.net, I think it is, or yeah. Steampowered.com. All right. Um, yeah. Check that one out. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we'll continue because seriously, though, if you're thinking about taking a road trip this summer. You want to hang on because we're going to tell you a little bit about something you can add to your car. It's not that much money, and it will give you a little peace of mind. Again, that's uh, all coming up with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. Go like our page or on Twitter at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. And, uh, okay, so you're taking a road trip this summer. Sure. Now, when you take a road trip, what do you have to have with you? Like mm. you're, you're getting out on the road. You know, what What are some essentials tech-wise? Now, you've got your, your, <laughs> your Cobra detector. You have the dash cam. Um, uh, what else? Amazon Kindle for books. Right. Um, your phone. Uh, Nintendo Switch for the games you want to play. Um, I don't know. What else? Well, how about a device that interfaces your smartphone with uh, the vehicle not with the outside world but with the vehicle uh and that's what verizon has done with the hum system now there's other systems of the market that we've looked at uh number one automatic is one of them uh if you want to track your miles there's a couple way to do it there's mile q uh which uh will will kind of uh kind of keep an eye on your vehicle as far as distance in which it makes it very easy to mark like uh you know point a to point b this is business you know, point B to point C, this is uh, personal. Uh, point C to point D, this is business. So you can, at the end of the year, get the deductions that would be rightfully coming to you. Okay. Um, I have found Intuit uh, with its uh, mobile app through QuickBooks. It's one of the best. That, that I hmm. I use that, and for the past three years, it's been that's been great. But how about a, a way to uh, maybe coordinate your vehicle with your smartphone, give you the information it needs, and have this all available as a monthly plan? Uh, and that's what the folks over at Verizon have done with the Hum system. Now, they have two versions. Mm. They have Hum and they have Hum X. Hum X is the new one, which adds 
a speaker, which is really cool looking, uh, that plugs onto your visor. You just snap it onto your visor, and it goes hands-free. It supports uh, Bluetooth with the ability to uh, listen to music okay. or audio through that Bluetooth speaker, which is not that dynamic a speaker. It's good for phone calls, but for listening to you know music playback, etc. Their other model doesn't support that type of uh, Bluetooth transfer. It'll support a hands-free phone, but not the ability to stream music via Bluetooth. Mm. Um, uh, it will check your vehicle out because it comes with two devices. Uh, one is a device that plugs into your ODB port, which is right. And, you know, for a car's 1996 and newer, newer, it plugs right into the bottom of the dashboard. The ODB port. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a pretty big unit. I mean, the automatic that, uh, that I was using was not as big. This one's a little bigger. There's a reason for that though. Uh, and then you have the the visor mount with the speaker, which makes it really nice. Comes with a cord so that if you want to, you know, run it off the uh, the cigarette lighter, you you can do that, or you can charge it up. Get about eh, about nine ten hours out of it, depending on the use uh, mm-hmm. and going full hands free. Uh, the nice thing about it, say you were going on a road trip with me, and okay. uh, your phone is is dead. You're it's not getting the kind of power on your phone, but you want to be able to use your tablet but you can't use the Wi-Fi on your phone. Well, no problem. That's what's included with a HumX. The ability to tie into your data plan with your Verizon account and be able to have Wi-Fi throughout the vehicle. So it actually oh, okay. has its own Wi-Fi. Sure. So you're driving down and the road. And it powers off the, the power of the car. It powers off the power of the car, and everybody in the, in the family can then be on Wi-Fi, not having to use their own phones connected or any. Everybody just connects, and you're good. And, of course, it's secured, so that way you don't have to worry about the car next to you uh, hacking into your Wi-Fi in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't do anything like controlling the vehicle. That's just an added feature of that, and it just shares your data plan that you already have. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have that, you can set up a plan, and you can pay for uh, maybe a gigabyte of data, et cetera. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm so far really impressed with it. Also, the information that it does give you, where your vehicle is. Uh, you could pull up your smartphone. Hey, where did I park my car? It'll give you pretty much a very accurate re- uh, reading of where your vehicle is. So if you left it in a parking lot, you're not sure which lot it was in, you'd be able to find it. You know, it's very helpful at an airport type situation. Um, it, uh, it again, it's it, it's all available through Verizon. It's called the Hum X. And uh, how think, much does that go for again? Uh, it has varied prices. Uh, for the Hum X, you're looking at ninety nine bucks for the equipment. There's a fee to activate it. And then again, a monthly fee as well. And then, of course, it will come off your data plan. So if you have unlimited data or you're on that new plan, uh, if not, uh, again, then you can allocate that data packet to it. So mm, nice. Very cool. And then if you just want to get the regular hum system, you can do that as well. It's a little cheaper. But uh, I'm going to say if you, like, if you are in the road a lot, you've got people that travel with you, the hum X might be the way to go. And again, nice. it will do... The, the only downside, and I know that this versus the automatic, we haven't looked at the new uh, version of automatic, uh, is with automatic, you can download your reports. So if you have a mileage huh. report, you can download that report. With the Hum X, they don't have it yet so that you could actually you know export it and download it. So, and that's, you know, it's, hopefully they said that's something they would like to eventually work. I talked to one of the engineers there. That's something they'd like to eventually see. Nice. But, okay. But again, uh I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Ninety nine bucks is not too bad at all yeah. for that. Yeah, I'm wondering though. You know, here you are. Um, you know, Mises gone. 
Mm-hmm. Child's gone. Mm-hmm. It's just you and the cats. Mm-hmm. I am surprised you haven't fallen off a ladder or anything installing your your Z wave. Oh, the Z wave stuff. Yeah, no, those did, are just light switches. I did electrocute did you myself do a couple times. <laughs> And I was actually corrected on Facebook. Electrocution is actually deadly, but right. I looked it up, and yes, the word electrocution initially yeah. was meant death by electric- electricity. Yeah, that's so good. But, but people have started to use the word electrocute as just, "Hey, I got shocked." Right. Um, now, how bad was it though? Was it was? Oh no! Did I you just get shakes. Like, no, no. I felt like a little tingle. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, it's kind of weird. I was like, well, that's 120 volts. That's not that bad. Um, <laughs> then you, you did know, it again. <laughs> it's, it's actually better than coffee. Um, just you know, just grab a couple. We don't wires, recommend like, this. At- I'm like, okay, I'm ready, ready for the day. Don't do this at home. <laughs> yeah, don't do this at home. Yeah. Um, no, I did. I did shock myself a few times. Um, be- I did kill the breakers, but it was like an adjacent uh, circuit that was next to it that right. that I didn't kill, and and that's what shocked me a little bit. But no, I got most of my Z wave done. There's a three way switch I'm installing that is kind of kicking my butt. It keeps tripping the breaker, and I think it's because uh, the three-way switch, you know, there's a master Z-Wave switch and then a slave Z-Wave switch upstairs. Right. And it has to pass the Z-Wave signal um, through the traveler wire, which is how a three-way switch works. Okay. But it has to pass. Instead of using wireless technology to pass the Z-Wave signal, for these, for this particular pair of switches, it has to pass it through the traveler wire. And what happens then is my breaker thinks that's an arc. And it trips the breaker. Ah. And I have these these breakers that are called arc fault breakers, and they're super sensitive, which is great if you're really needing to be safe. But arc fault breakers by code are not required to be in every single circuit. It's just my builder that built the house decided, hey, let's put arc fault on everything. Got so it. I have an electrician that's coming out. He's going to replace the breaker with a standard breaker, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Because it's, it's just a light switch that for my stairwell. I now, don't for our listeners who don't know what Z-Wave is, though, this sure. is, we've talked about it in the past. This is the ability for you to be able to control it all from your smartphone, the Alexa, uh, through uh, Google yes. Home, all of that. Yes, absolutely. It's a it's a smart switch that allows you not only just to press the button on the switch, but if you want to voice control it with Amazon Echo or Google Home, uh, you can just speak, you know, you know, Alexa, turn on the lights. Boom, it'll turn them on. Right. Um, or Google, okay, Google, turn on the lights. Uh, or you can just use your cell phone and and there's apps. You know, you got your Samsung Smart Things is like the most popular hub. You've also got Zigbee, which is actually a competitor to Z-Wave. Uh, Zigbee, um, and I forget there's one more as well. But Z-Wave is kind of like the primary one. And, and the way Z-Wave works is that each switch that you put in actually acts as a repeater from your hub. So your hub, which is the controller, the brain, can sit in the basement. And as long as you have at least one switch within 20 feet of the hub, that switch will then act as a repeater to every other switch throughout your home. So you can have all these switches tied in and they're all communicate wirelessly with the exception of the three-way switch I mentioned because it has to use that. But if you have just standard switches... Each switch will receive the Z-Wave signal saying, hey, turn on. Right. But if it's not destined for that particular switch, it'll say, oh, I need to pass this on. And it, then it retransmits that signal to the next switch. And, and and if you say, oh, well, that might just lag things out because, you know, you're, you're having to pass things across multiple switches. I've tried it. It's instantaneous. I mean, you're talking about milliseconds of lag, if anything. At any point, did you have to refer to YouTube? 
when you were installing this? <laughs> uh, installing, no. But to get the controller set up, yes, because I'm not using Samsung SmartThings. I'm actually using my Raspberry Pi, and ah, I'm using nice. a thing called Home Assistant. Right. So Home Assistant is an open source uh, Z-Wave controller. And yes, that was more difficult. But again, I'm more of a techie person. I like to try new things. I want to do things my way. Correct. And not how Samsung wants me to do them or Zigbee, how they want me to do them. I want to do them my way. Now, so I'm using Home Assistant. You were talking about something uh, this past week. Uh, we were talking about uh, Amazon and uh, something where they were tying the phone lines into the Echo devices. And I got to tell you, I had to call them this week. Because I I decided to check out my Amazon. Uh, it's app. not handling the phone lines. It's it was it was adding your Amazon or your your contacts from your phone. Well, this this is what happened. I went to my app just to get some skills, see what skills are available, yeah, etc. And it told you, okay, we can and add said, your contacts. It said, hey, we want to add your contacts. It said no, and then it said we want to verify your phone number. And it wouldn't yeah. let me get out of that. And then yeah, so I just I just closed the app out. And then over the next few days, I uh, noticed that. Uh, a green circle was around the top of my yep. Alexa. And I was, mm -hmm. what the heck is it? So I ended up calling uh, Amazon and they had to actually remove the yep. phone from that because it already knew the phone number. It was just yep. waiting for me to verify. And it would have done that. The way to back out of that, they don't make it very easy. No. So once you pull up that app, you got to be very careful. And next thing you know, your contacts are shared with people. This which, is a yeah, big pretty foobar. Bad. This is a big foobar on Amazon's part. They really screwed this up bad. And if you do see something weird, call them and talk yes. to them. They did take care of it. Yeah, no, that's so. good. That's like I said, that's the lady that I told you about the story. The lady got her contacts added in there and didn't realize it. And then all of a sudden people were calling her and like like crazy ex-boyfriends and stuff. And she's like, no, hey, why no are you I on don't this? want this. Yeah. yeah. So then she had to call them. There's no way to remove it. She had to call them yeah. to get it removed. Yeah, I noticed there was no, there's no way in the app itself. No. You can't go to, to your online page because, mm -hmm. you, you know, you can, you can access it from the web. Uh, they should make it available there to go ahead they and pull should. that out of there. They didn't. Which uh, I don't understand that. I'm, 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 I'm having a bit of a computer problem. Maybe you can help us. What's um, that? So we have an older uh, quad, well, not quad quartz, Pentium 4. And uh, as it, it boots up, and sometimes it'll boot up and it'll go into Windows. Other times it'll boot up and it'll just go back to the reboot. And it'll obviously give us the safe menu screen if we want to start or restart, etc. But I noticed if I unplug it for a little while, then hook it back up, restart, it will go, it'll be start fine. And then maybe after about a half an hour, it shuts off completely, then goes through a reboot cycle and then keep, we'll keep going through that reboot cycle. Um, and we're trying to figure out what it is. And I, I'm, I want to say it's hard drive, but a buddy, another buddy of mine said maybe heat. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, uh, have you checked the, um, have you checked your CPU uh, heatsink cooler? No. Have you checked to make sure that you have an adequate quantity of um, what is the stuff? The, the thermal CPU paste. Pa the thermal yeah. paste. Yeah. Have you made sure to do that? Because that sounds what it is. Like if you unplug it, let it cool down, it'll boot up. But then yeah. after a while, it reboots again. Yeah. That sounds like a heat issue. I'm going to have to do that. I have to take yeah. that, that. And processor. check your fans. Make sure your fans are all working. And even if they're working, make sure they're blowing air in the right direction. You may oh. have mounted a fan backwards and it's sucking in hot air. Well, I'll blame it on the last IT guy. Yeah, sure. There you <laughs> go. That's what we usually do. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. Again, Facebook.com forward slash Tech Talkers. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Andy Taylor. I, uh, correction, editorial note. Uh, <laughs> earlier we were talking about uh, mileage tracking, and mm-hmm. I mentioned uh, MileQ. It's at MileIQ.com. Oh, okay. All right, so if you want to set up a free account, uh, just go to MileIQ. It uh, detects through your smartphone the miles you've driven, et cetera, gas you've spent. You put receipts in it, the whole bit. Ah, okay. All right, so you can create a free account there, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I know we were trying to think of a website of the week, and then we were talking about the fact that um, some people take this time during the summer. Like, I'm surprised you're not just like ripping, hand ripping all your DVDs into your your Plex. I and... did that for a bunch of times, and I was like, I got tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah now, while you're going through your DVDs, did you find anything you said, oh, this is great. I can't believe I had this movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. There's a couple of different ones. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head right now what I was. Oh, uh, I had the entire series of Deadwood on DVD. That really? I was like, I was like, wow, I forgot I had this. Yeah. So <laughs> I found there, a, no, I found a box set of mod. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Goes to show your age. Yeah, I guess uh, that's some uh, stellar entertainment there, right there. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, but uh, some people are going to be th- taking time. Don't touch the my DVDs. I'm working Mindy. <laughs> Some people are going to be uh, go, taking the time during the summer to build a computer. So, yeah, uh, we wanted to, to recommend if you're thinking about doing this, uh, whether it be motherboard, uh, you know, hard drive, graphics cetera, card. Uh, you recommend PC Part Picker? Yeah. We, now we've talked about PC Part Picker before. I've used them many times when I'm building a rig. PCPartPicker.com. It's a great site. Uh, you can go there. You can view the best prices. What they do is they're an aggregate. They search all of the sites and they find out the best prices for every single part you're looking to build. Now, you may be like, well, I want to build a computer, but I don't know the first thing about what works with what. Right. Well, that's where they that's where they excel, because if you pick out a particular motherboard, they're only going to show you parts that are compatible with that motherboard. Nice. All right. Or if you're like, well, you know what? I just I don't even know what parts to get. You can just click on build uh, or you can see a see all completed builds. Right. And then you can enter in, hey, I want to spend $1,000. It will pull up every build that other people have done for that price. And you can say, you can look through the builds. And it, and then the cool thing is, is when it shows the part, it actually shows the link to the best, to the website that has the best price, whether that be Amazon, Newegg, uh, uh, Tiger Direct, or many, many, many other websites out there. It will link you directly to the site to go and purchase that particular part of your PC. It is an amazing website. The guy that started it, I don't remember his name. Um, we should get him on the show, actually. Yeah. But he did this as a hobby for a while, for many, many years. And he finally actually, he quit his job and and dedicated everything to this website. Nice. And so now the website is beautiful, pcpartpicker.com. You can check it out. It's got amazing builds and everything you need to know to how to build your own computer. Now, for any listeners that are going through this, if you have questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us a line, techguys at techtalkradio.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter as well, Tech Talk Radio, as well as Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. This is Tech Talk Radio. We'll be back next week. Thanks for All right, listening. All right, see you guys. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. 
Learn more at cbp.gov careers.